Welcome to All Villa, No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Steven Gerrard's side have attacked the transfer window quickly this summer by signing Coutinho, Diego Carlos and Bubakar Kamara. We're joined on this episode by CBS sports reporter and Villa fan Jonathan Johnson to talk all about Kamara. I started out by asking Jonathan what kind of a player Villa have signed. I mean, the good news is that Villa are signing a player who's talented in in multiple positions. You know, he's a very capable defender as well as a, a midfielder. I believe that Villa have signed him more to be sort of the, that that defensive midfield linchpin that, uh, that that we've been looking for and crying out for. Uh, but he can quite equally uh, step into the centre of defence as well, which was initially sort of where he burst through uh, before, you know, actually, you know, finding himself properly uh, in the middle of the park. Yeah, I mean, you'll have watched him quite a bit in the French league. Um, just how good a player is Kamara? Oh, he's he's a hugely talented guy. Uh, somebody I rate very highly. Somebody who's been crucial to this much improved Marseille side that finished second in the season just finished. Uh, you know, and I think that they will miss him hugely. And I think some of the stuff that's being said, uh, you know, since it emerged that his choice was was Villa. Uh, you know, reflects just sort of how bitter, uh, you know, OM feel about losing somebody of his talent, uh, of his importance, um, you know, to a club that they would view as inferior, uh, you know, but they also know that they can't compete with Villa in terms of finances. I mean, something else that's sort of fed into this as well as the fact that the expectation for a long time has been that Kamara hasn't been extending his contract at Stad Velodrome because he was going to join you know, one of the one of the clubs considered the European giants, like an AC Milan uh, club mm-hmm. like that. So then, for Steven Gerrard to swoop in quite late, uh, you know, because obviously it was only public knowledge that Villa were watching Kamara uh, as of a couple of weeks ago when they were in action in the in the in the Europa Conference League. Uh, you know, that started to get people worried that Kamara might be leaving on a free to a club, uh, you know, who they would consider, you know, to to not be their equal, despite the fact that both clubs have won uh, a European Cup. So, uh, you know, to see him joining up with uh, Morgan Sanson uh, at Villa Park certainly wasn't what many Marseille fans were expecting a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, and I'd seen the links to Kamara for quite a long time and looked into him a bit. And I kind of, when I started to see him getting linked to teams like Atletico Madrid, I did start to wonder what are the chances Villa might get him when he goes to a Champions League team? So do you think, um, are you kind of surprised he's gone to Villa in a way, considering some of the teams he was linked with? Um, and do you think it's a real coup for Steven Gerrard? I am surprised and I do think it's a coup. Uh, you know, I think it's a real uh, statement of intent. I think it's, uh, you know, it, it looks massively positive, uh, as does, uh, you know, a lot of the the, the activity that, that Villa have been making recently, you know, to be snapping up players like Coutinho for the reported price of 20 million, as we have, uh, you know, that is, you know, major progress, uh, you know, given where we were a couple of years ago. Uh, and I think as well, it shows now that, you know, the, the appeal, of Gerard as manager is coming into its own. It's been a bit up and down since he took over, you know, with Villa have had their moments, but, you know, they've also had some sort of frustratingly familiar feelings uh, during matches, uh, you know, which, which were there still under, under Dean Smith. And, you know, this Villa side still feels like a work in progress, but it's now when we're completing these sorts of transfers uh, you know, that it really feels like Villa are starting to get close to tapping into their potential. And, you know, 
if we can find a bit of form at the beginning of next season, obviously make a couple more signings sort of in this same vein. Uh, you know, I, I think that, you know, we are now set, uh, you know, to, to really, you know, make an assault or launch an assault uh, on the top half of the table and, and hopefully a bit better. You know, I think many of us were disappointed that the push for Europe that we were kind of hoping for this season never really materialised. And it mm. takes, uh, you know, these kind of unexpected statement signings like bringing Kamara in, uh, you know, to, to really push us towards, uh, you know, the those positions. And I think as well, you can't underestimate either the importance of Jared having a full preseason with the squad once he's started to be able to stamp his authority on it as well. He walked into quite a tricky situation given the downward spiral that Villa suddenly found themselves in in uh, Dean Smith's last days. Mm. Uh, you know, but things are a lot more positive now. Uh, guys like Dean, like Coutinho coming in and now Kamara as well have contributed towards that, uh, you know, and hopefully we can get in one or two more players sort of in a similar, you know, of, of a similar calibre to, to Kamara. But uh, yeah, to, to steal in ahead of clubs like Atletico, uh, AC Milan, uh, you know, that's a that's a huge statement for for Villa. And, uh, you know, I think as well, kudos to, to Steven Gerrard for managing to, to sell it to Kamara because he had a lot of big clubs, uh, you know, wanting to, to bring him in. Clubs, you know, he, he would arguably suit their style of play as well, like Atleti. Uh, yet Villa, uh, you know, were able to present their vision uh, and the project. And, and you know, Gerrard was the, the, the guy who managed to, to pull that off and actually make it happen. Yeah, and I think um, a criticism a lot of Villa fans have had for the last couple of years is that we haven't signed a central defensive midfielder. It seems to be a recurring theme on our podcast on various uh, Villa forums and that kind of thing. And seemingly the only defensive midfielder specialist we've had is Marvellous Nakamba. And then obviously Douglas Louise has been filling in in that role. So do you think Bubakar Kamara solves a lot of their problems? Um, does he have like, is he, is he an athletic player? Is, and is he good at progressing the ball as well, not just defensively? Yeah, I mean, he is a. I I consider him, you know, getting close to, to being quite a, a, a complete player. Don't expect him to be a goal threat. He's not sort of that kind of all action player, but he is somebody, uh, you know, who will add physical presence and bite uh, in that midfield. Uh, I mean, I think it's it's a shame uh, what's happened with Nakamba this season because he mm. started so well under Gerard and was really unlucky to get injured. And it was only really, uh, you know, since Gerard has come in that we've started to actually see his potential, yeah. uh, you know, in that role. But I think any club of, of Villa's stature and certainly with the aspirations that, that we have, you know, Villa almost need two players in every position. And I think Kamara is, is able to fill so many roles, uh, you know, both in midfield, but also in defence. Uh, you know, that you know, he adds massive value. I, I think one of the problems that Villa have had over the last couple of years is we've almost been too loyal towards some players who are mm -hmm. not necessarily coasting, but they're either close to, uh, you know, give, having given the club everything that they can or, you know, having sort of come as far as they can. Uh, or, uh, you know, they, they've kind of gotten complacent and need a bit of competition in order to, to rediscover their best their best form. So, you know, I think bringing in somebody like Kamara, who I expect to become uh, a very vocal, very dominant uh, figure uh, in mm. the Villa squad uh, is is the, a step in the right direction. And I certainly think that the midfield is going to look a lot more dynamic uh, next season for having him in it. Mm, that's really good to hear. And it's certainly the sort of character and profile of player that Villa just seem to have been screaming out for, particularly in games against teams like West Ham, when we seem to just kind of get physically overrun sometimes, uh, maybe a little bit bullied. But, um, you know, uh, 
you mentioned him earlier, um, Morgan Sanson. So we have signed a midfielder from Marseille before. Not necessarily through any fault of Sanson. Um, it just hasn't quite worked for him, really, at Villa. Injuries and just getting past certain players, possibly McGinn's not really been able to get a run of games. Um, is there any risk that Kamara could end up having a similar fortune to Morgan Sanson? Or do you think that Kamara will be a starter for sure and we'll get the run of games that Sanson never really got? So, you know, we're now in this situation where we're looking at uh, Sanson and thinking, well, maybe he'll be moved on this summer. Who knows? I know that plenty of speculation has been going on uh, in uh, French football Twitter circles with Marseille fans discussing the, the fact that he's back in Marseille at the moment, dined with uh, Marseille manager Jorge Sampaoli the other day, apparently. Uh, you know, so there's lots of speculation that he might even return this summer. Uh, I don't think that Kamara is going to risk, you know, sort of suffering the same fate as uh, as Sanson, because I think having a full preseason will allow him to bed in properly. Uh, and also, I think it's very important for Gerard to get the kind of profile of guys that he wants. And obviously, Kamara uh, is, you know, was close to the top of the list of priorities, uh, you know, for Gerard uh, this this summer. I think it has the potential to save Villa a lot of money in terms of uh, a transfer fee. Uh and obviously, I think Gerard will intend to use him uh, in the starting eleven as quickly as possible. But it's all going to depend, uh, you know, how how quickly he beds in. We've now got a couple of French speakers, which will help, mm-hmm. uh, you know. And I think key for Villa uh, in coming into the new season will be having a proper full preseason, uh, you know, with the current manager and staff in place, but also. Uh, you know, being able to get those players to gel instead of sort of starting the season with one or two new faces, players being added late in the transfer window. I think Villa's plan, uh, you know, and Kamara is is certainly one that, you know, the intention is to set the tone ahead of this summer, is that Villa will get a lot of their transfer business done as early as possible so that Gerard can have the maximum amount of time pre-season, you know, to to get his ideas across and to get that chemistry uh, bubbling. Because if Villa can make a a strong start to the season, then given the quality that, that we now have in the ranks and a nice little bit of depth, which hasn't always been the case. Mm. Uh, you know, I definitely think that, you know, there is the the potential, like I said earlier, for us to, to target the, the top half of the table. But I think as well, I mean, we're, we're discussing Sanson and Camera at the moment. I think now is the time that Villa have to take some really serious, uh, tough decisions with, with certain players. We've got an abundance of wide players, many of them, uh, you know, extremely talented. Some perhaps, you know, have sort of come to the end of the line with Villa naturally mm-hmm. as well, uh, where, you know, I think it's going to be better for Villa to move a certain number of these guys on, uh, you know, and it's not just limited to wide players. Some of them are in other positions as well. And I think Sanson is one of those you know, he, he needs now some clarity if he's going to really be get, going to be given a shot by Gerard, uh, or if it's just better for him to move on, perhaps return to France. My feeling is that it's maybe going to be better for him to cut his losses. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's been a very difficult time for him. Uh, he hasn't really been able to express himself properly. Like you said, it's not necessarily through any fault of his own. Uh, I do think there have been times as well where he perhaps could have been used or called upon or given more of a chance, and it, it just hasn't worked out that way. I think our habitual underperformance in domestic cups in recent years doesn't help with the squad depth either because it would be the ideal time to get somebody uh, like a Sanson, uh, you know, up to speed domestically. And we seem to crash out of these competitions far too early for my liking. Mm. Uh, you know, so I think really uh, 
Gerard has to be brutally honest with himself and with members of the squad this summer. And, and if he's not going to use somebody like a Sanson, uh, you know, because he's now got players of the, the ability of a, a camera, a Coutinho, a Dean, uh, you know, I think he, he needs to let them move on and, and the club can get them off of the wage bill, perhaps bring in a fee for them uh, and look to invest that money elsewhere in the positions where we are really going to need and, and rely upon players this season, mm, this coming yeah. season. Yeah, it's certainly been nice to see Love Villa moving so quickly in the transfer window. It sort of makes a change to you know, how it's been for most of my life, really. Um, so um, I guess sort of as a sort of a final question, you know, just just to ask you really, you know, um, how else do you think Villa will attack this transfer market? What profile of player do you think they'll get in? And um, for the season ahead, or kind of more under Steven Gerrard, I guess, how confident are you that Villa are on the right track? I'm very confident we're on the right track. I mean, if you look at the way that we've performed, certainly against some of the, the tougher teams in the league uh, towards the end of the season, you know, we have gone toe-to-toe with some of the big boys at times. We're in 2-0 up away at Manchester City and there's not many teams that managed to do that. Yes, I know we crumbled and fell away, but uh, you know, I, I think it was very unique circumstances given that they knew they had to at least avoid defeat to, to win the league. Uh, and, you know, we came very close to to at least holding Liverpool to a draw at home as well. Um, you know, and I think we have the capability of pushing those teams even further. You look at the way some of those games played out, some of the chances that were missed, uh, you know, and, and arguably the the result could have the results could have been better just in those two examples uh, and there've been a number of other examples to point to over the course of the season where uh, you know villa probably haven't picked up points where they should have done arguably that's cost us making some progress and finishing in the top half this season just gone i definitely think uh, you know the way that the squad is shaping up that you know steven gerrard is going to oversee uh, a bright future at uh, Villa Park. I hope that that begins at the at the start of next season. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing I'm curious to, to see, really, in terms of who we target this uh, this summer, is who we can perhaps get in who would be uh, a recognised um, and consistent source of goals. There's been suggestions that we're looking at the likes of Jonathan David at Lille. That would be mm-hmm. an exciting signing for for Villa, in my opinion. Uh, there's also been suggestions of Sven Botman as well. So a double raid on Lille uh, would be fantastic for me, obviously, uh, being, a, being a French football specialist. <laughs> but I think as well, I'd like to see Villa bring in a little bit more experience, perhaps. I mean, I'm not talking about, you know, a proper veteran presence, but I feel like this the squad is now at the point where it's shaping up to be almost like ideal to play a 3-4-3 or at least to have, you know, Dean and uh, and Matty Cash put it, pushing forward basically almost as right and left midfielders. Uh, you know, so for me, that naturally would mean, you know, looking at a, a three-man defence regularly. Uh, and while I'd rather have Kamara in the midfield uh, I think that opens up the possibility of bringing in somebody with a bit more experience than uh, the, than Concer and Mings to to play at the heart of defence because I think you know as, as much as Mings is a is a is a great guy and a, and a good player uh, I sometimes feel he gets a bit distracted by balancing being a leader and actually you know doing some of the basics right defensively sometimes uh, and I mm-hmm. think Concer's form has suffered as well so you know neither uh, you know, a, a, you know, both have a bit of blame, uh, you know, to be shouldered there. But I think with a more established, experienced presence uh, in the middle of the two of them, perhaps in defence, that would shore things up a lot at the back. 
Um, and like I said, you know, a reliable goal scoring presence, uh, you know, would be a, a real breath of fresh air as well. The other thing I'm really keen to see, especially given the way that the, the season ended up is, uh, you know, how Gerard goes about tackling the, the question of, of having Buendia and, and Coutinho in the team at the same time. You know, we've seen him, you know, try different things. Uh, but, you know, it really did seem like Boindia, every time he was given the chance and was on the pitch, made things happen for Villa. We, we looked a better team each time he was on the pitch. And it would be a shame if, uh, you know, he was sort of consigned to a bench role. So I do hope what I was saying earlier uh, in, in the podcast, you know, does ring true and that we are looking to establish a squad where you've almost got two players in every position that fit the systems that, that Gerard wants to use moving forward. Uh, you know, and I'm, I'm curious to see who we, who we target next, because we do seem to have a knack of identifying, you know, talented, uh, you know, players who have not yet hit the, the, the peaks of their career and have a lot of potential to live up to. Uh, we don't always go for, for that much, that many sort of tried and tested options. Uh, I'd be a bit worried about a Luis Suarez at, at this stage of his career, but if you could almost get like a defensive version of, uh, of Suarez, I don't know, maybe sort of in the mold of a Godin, but obviously not Godin himself, mm. given the way that his career's dropped off, you know, that kind of figure, I think, in defence, you know, commanding figure, somebody with major leadership, leadership credentials would do, uh, would do the world of good. Yeah, almost like a Thiago Silva at Chelsea, almost. That's a sort of similar profile. Yeah, I mean, you look at some of the guys who are available at the moment, Chiellini going off to, to Major League Soccer. I mean, that kind of profile, but maybe with a bit longer left in his career. I'm not uh, I'm not sure that one's going to work out that well. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. Um, and also, Jonathan, I gather you interviewed Kylian Mbappe uh, in the last couple of days. Um, no chance that he's going to change his mind and reject the PSG project and head to Aston Villa. <laughs> you know what? I, I I did try to put in a cheeky word. You know, sold the experience of scoring a goal in front of the whole ten. <laughs> First, ta- first taste of a Balti pie, all of the the standard, you know, Villa Villa fandom stuff, and uh, yeah, sadly he's going to be sticking around in Paris for the next couple of years. I can't complain too much. Obviously, that's a huge boost, uh, not only for PSG but for French football, uh, you know, Ligue 1 especially at, at this uh, at this time when it's it's quite delicate in terms of the the next TV rights deal and uh, you know yeah. trying to keep up with the rest of the the top five in Europe. But who knows? You know, perhaps one day. I mean. I don't know. We'll see how Villa get on in the next couple of years. I mean, there is one thing that Villa will always have over PSG until they get over that hump, and that's a, a Champions League trophy in the uh, in the cabinet, well, European Cup, back when we won it. But uh, you know, that is always a source of merriment for me whenever I'm uh, whenever I'm there at PSG doing these interviews. That I'm a fan of a club that has won the the one trophy, the one title that PSG absolutely craves. So uh, yeah. who knows? Maybe one day we'll see. Uh, you know, Mbappe on English soil. Uh, you know. Fingers crossed it might be with uh, Villa. And if not, maybe it'll be with a Liverpool or something like that. But, uh, you know, I think that's a few years away yet. Yeah, sounds like it. Well, Jonathan, it's been absolutely brilliant to have you on. Um, Where can people find you on social media and find your work generally? I think the best place for everyone to find me is on Twitter. So if they look for me, it's at J-O-N underscore Legosip. And that's where you'll find, uh, you know, the the bulk of my CBS work, my articles, the, the interview with uh, Mbappe, Nasser Al-Halafi, uh, you know, stuff like that. So that's definitely the best place to, to keep sort of up to date with what I'm doing. Okay, thank you, everybody, for listening. I've been your host, Frankie Maguire. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Jonathan. 
It's been an absolute pleasure. I always enjoy these chats. So thanks for having me on. And hopefully we can do another one early next season or I don't know, perhaps uh, later on in uh, pre-season once Villa have signed a few more Frenchies. Yeah, who knows? Maybe Sven Botman might be uh, pulling pulling on the the Villa shirt one day. Anyway, it's goodbye from me. Uh, We'll be covering all the transfer updates over the summer. Uh, But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Thank you.